What up, world? What up, world? What up, what up, what up? It's another session of Untherapy with your favorite untherapist. We got the beautiful ladies with us. Lady J, how you feeling? I'm good. Hey, Untherapy Bays. That's what I'm talking about. Chef Shay, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm happy to be here with y'all and ready to get into the next topic. Let's get into it. All right. Deja your days. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, living better, you know, so. <laughs> okay. All right. Skin, 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 hitting the sun, right? Okay. <laughs> Jelly Jazz, how you feeling? I'm great. I'm ready to get into it with all of you guys today. All right. That's what's up. How, how was y'all week? How was y'all week? Lady J, how was your week? Oh, I'm tired. I feel like someone owes me a private, a private. I need to be on a private jet to somewhere tropical right now. I'm I feel you. Let's go. Yeah. Like, Let's do it. I really want to be like Carisha, and I need like a P Diddy. Do you do you have someone in mind? Because Real bad. Real bad. Real bad. Real bad. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of us not walking around with private jets. So is there somebody in mind you have just so I can let them know? You know, me? at this at this point in life, I want to hop on the Cannon's baby mama train because I heard he gave no. the one that just had the twins like a um a range from Mother's Day. So if he handed out ranges from Mother's Day, like what are the it seems like there's more benefits than anything. I don't know. By the time they get to you, it might not be a range, it might be accurate. So you better be careful. You ready to be a Kia? By the time you get to me, I'm gonna get a Kia Rio. That's it, man. You, <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna get, man. You might just get a, you know what I mean, a gift certificate to the buffet or something. So you better be careful. Nah, make um, money long. I heard they bringing all that to Netflix. So you know, um, that's royalties. His money not going nowhere. That's that's if he's on that them episodes of all that. Because remember, he wasn't on the first two three seasons. So you better. You better hope it's not the ones with Keenan and Kel. You know, they bring Keenan and Kel, too, to Netflix, so. As they should. Yeah. Right, I'm with that. They deserve it. They, they've, been, they've been in the game for a while. Um, days your days. How was your week? It was good. Went pretty fast, so can't complain. Okay, all right. Jelly Jells? This week has been busy, but it's just a reminder that if you ain't got going on, nothing going on in your life, then you're not going to be busy. So at least I got something going on. Oh, okay. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't that busy, so I guess you just told me. I'm crying. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> playing some random. But you're a father. You're always busy. No, 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 no. It's okay. You don't have, have to. Have to smooth it over. You don't have to help right. me up. You hit me and help me up. <laughs> hit him with a car. See if, see if he's okay. No, no, no. I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jay. I don't want to. Uh, Jay, should I ask? Like, no, you know, don't even. Okay. It's okay. Just yeah, I don't, move on. Yeah, let's just get let's just get into the topic. Then, right? Let's get into the topic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. So, Ooh, so y'all gonna laugh at me talking about being busy, but we not talking about Lady J and how she want to be the twenty seventh baby mama. Benefits mm-hmm. and its privileges at this point. If I gotta be mm-hmm. part of the Cannon crew, okay, I'm down because I heard he's taking applications, so I'm just gonna go ahead and shoot my resume to his DM. Oh Jesus! Oh, no, not. <laughs> But come on now, like on a grand scheme of things, would you want a broke baby daddy or would you want Nick Cannon? I think I would choose Nick Cannon. Is the thing though, he might see your net worth and be like, oh, she okay. <laughs> you know what? I might not have to give up nothing. Exactly. And you, you would have to give up something. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quiet is just kept. All of these women are racially ambiguous anyway. So you know what? No, no, it's the one black girl. It's one black girl I saw. She's like tall and slender. The one that was the one girl. he was supposed to marry before she found out that all these women was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, she's not in the rotation. <laughs> <laughs> she's not in the baby mom rotation. So <laughs> well, yeah. Well, let me know how the application goes, Lady J. Um, yes, please root, keep root, us informed. Um, keep, keep us focused. Don't you. forget about us if you, you get accepted. Listen, I'm exactly. gonna audition tape. See what it. See yeah. what happens. And do me a favor. See see if they got any position of wilding out when you get there. You know, just 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 one time. I don't have to be up there. For you? Okay, I got you. I'm gonna tell him I got a friend. Oh, that goes only for coach. Right, that's messed up. Oh, everybody want to be on wilding out. Oh, okay. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I just want to be a baby mama. One favor is different from five, y'all. Come on now. <laughs> all right, all right. You you start Bro, off. You, you get in, and then I got everybody. On. Chill out, man. Listen, what up, people? Okay. Selfish. They probably one food. favor before the baby come, then another favor after. Then I probably get a favor a year. So yeah, you know, we gotta spread hey. it out. You I don't keep forgetting the favor that come at the uh at the photo shoot. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, see, listen, man. We all we all good, man. Shay, you gonna be cooking food for everybody in the back. You know what I'm saying? Like we gonna, They're gonna be out of pots of pans cooking for Nick. So what's it? Oh. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> yeah. Ain't enough grits in the world. Oh, she gonna start her own pots and pan line messing around with Nick. Oh, there we go. She don't, right? She don't have no kids. I mean, why not get on the um canning crew? No, 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 no. Don't you dare. <laughs> you submit your app. You you don't take mine and try to submit it for me. Thank uh-huh. you. <laughs> I don't know. They might pick up Deja shit. first. Deja's more racially ambiguous than the rest of us. So. What? <laughs> she, she a little bit more light-skinned than the rest of us. So I don't know. I'm crying. Deja's a shoo-in. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, asking how your weeks took a little turn. Um, uh, <laughs> a slight turn. But uh, today, I, I just... It's been on my mind... Um, God's really been dealing with me about decision-making and, um, you know, being a good steward of my resources. So I, I need to ask y'all a few questions today. Um, Lady J, what's the biggest decision you've had to make personally or professionally or both? Mm. Oh, okay. So mm. let's see. So in therapy based, I recently became a new mom. What? So, what? What? Congratulations! my kid, Mommy Yama. Listen, yeah. she pulled a Kylie, okay? A whole mm-hmm. Madre out here. A whole Madre. So, I would say one of the biggest decisions I've recently had to make truly was reallocating time to make it fit for not one person but two mm. which you know um there's only people like oh it's 24 hours in a day if Beyonce got 24 hours you do too I was like I'm not Beyonce and that's clear <laughs> I've learned that very quickly but yeah. I would just say reallocating time and finances to go from a household of just me to a household of two so you know with preparation I was prepared but it's like you know you can prepare for the race but then when you get in the race it's like dang did I just I'm yeah. actually running the race so I would, I would say, honestly, dividing my life from just me and caring about me and my decisions to just to doing that for two people and one person that's like fully dependent on you. I think no one truly prepares you 
I took probably 20 parenting classes. No, nobody truly prepares you for what that's like until you're in it. And everybody's ch- child is different. Everybody needs a different level of care. But I would just say, yeah, re- reallocating finances, reallocating um, time. Like, I can't tell y'all the last time I slept a full night <laughs> ever. <laughs> so and just like everything like I literally ate with somebody laying on my lap because they didn't want to go into the crib so you know just little things like that and it's like a big deal it seems like nice on social media when people post pictures but I'm just like it's so much (laughs) behind it and I don't think I was I think I was physically and mentally prepared for what I thought like comes in the box but then there's like so many other (laughs) things so Mm-hmm. Yeah, the assembly required is slightly different than you know the, the pictures on the outside of the box like, oh, i can put that together and then you open the box and see all these little pieces like wait a minute i didn't <laughs> i didn't quite factor these in so i mean being a business mogul that you are though how was it difficult or did you have to adjust some of your goals and timelines um and like what was that decision making process for you oh absolutely um so the my timelines haven't really adjusted goals they haven't really adjust- I think I did a lot of stuff I wanted to do prior to becoming pregnant so my what? goals no no but I think I like school-wise stuff like that I kind of got that out the way first so I didn't have to like balance both things right mm-hmm. so I would say goals and timelines I didn't have to truly address I think it's more so like a things that have to do with my social life and just like just me by myself so I can't wake up be like all right it's Saturday 10 a.m I want to go to Trader Joe's get all the specialty items because now if I'm going to Trader Joe's I gotta pack the baby bag I gotta put her in the car seat put her in the car make sure I'm in the car make sure I'm ready now take all that out the car and I'm like you know what Trader Mm -hmm. Joe's isn't that deep anymore (laughs) to be quite honest so you know I think I think as the years go on, some things will start to adjust. Well, actually, no, one thing. I was actually house hunting and I saw a home I really liked. I wanted a new home. I saw one I really liked. But as after I had her, I realized that home was no longer for me. So I had to readjust that goal from when I wanted the house because after I had the baby, I was like, oh, uh, school zones. (laughs) I wasn't thinking about that before, but now I'm just like, all right, if I live here, she gonna go to school in the hood. Even though the house not in the hood, she gonna go to school in the hood. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense because you know house my the home I'm trying to buy isn't supposed to be transient right I want to stay there for a while so that's Mm -hmm. one thing I definitely had to um take into consideration and really push back so right now I'm not house hunting at all I'm gonna wait at this point until like January or like mid next year to start looking again like closer to like you know the first birthday stuff like that so that's one thing I definitely had to push back as well as um house prices they got a million dollar oh. houses in the hood now and I'm not understanding yeah. so you know that's one that's one major thing I had to like change around to see what it looked like but the benefit is I get more a uh, little grants because now I'm a, I'm a household income of two now well I'm a household of two now instead of one so right. I was just like have a baby y'all your income splits in half the government feels like you need help have a baby it got benefits. No, I mean, you're 100% right. And um, I think that, you know, some decisions that we make, you know, affect other decisions. And um, we, we have to make as many good decisions as possible. So, Chef Shea, you're a person who, um, you're not as vocal about what you do, but you're doing a lot, right? So, what decisions did you have to make or 
what goes into your decision-making process to say, hey, I want to start a business. Um, even though people may not know who I am, I'm going to continue to build this business and grow it, you know, day by day with something that's not as, um, you can't just like seafood, you got to make it. And then you have to like take pictures and do it. So it's a process, you know, it's not like just right, typing a dope quote and saying, Hey, you know, this brother's smart. You have to, you have a, like a, a process of meritocracy where people's going to be like, Oh, this stuff is either good or it ain't, you know, what's that decision-making process for you going into something like that or saying, I want to enter this type of business. Well, it was something that was always on my heart and something I couldn't just get rid of. Like when growing up, it's like there's certain professions that you should go into and that kind of gets in your head. Like before I thought, okay, I was going to be an accountant and like the way it was framing it in school was like, this is glamorous and you get to meet different clients and you're making good money. But I don't like doing that. That's, that was not my passion. And like, forcing something that you do not like on yourself is torture so it was just like I finally gave into taking my cooking seriously and decided you know what I'm never gonna know if this is gonna work if I don't do it and I'd rather try it and fail than never have tried at all and always wonder if it would have worked out so I kind of made the decision to do it when I was presented the opportunity to change jobs. So I was in education prior and I did not like, I love, you know, working at a charter school and being with the kids and all of that, but I did not like my leadership team and what they were doing. And I felt like I wasn't supported and they weren't appreciative of all the things myself and my team were doing. So it was just like, nah, I can't, I can't live like this every day. I would just like getting up and I'm like, I got to go. I got to go in there, oh, like waiting for the weekend and you shouldn't live your life like that. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to have to quit. And that was like one of the biggest decisions to make because you like during this time, like, why would I quit a good paying job? Like a lot of people were looking for jobs at the time. And it's just like, why would I do something like that? I got student loans. I got this to pay, that to pay. It's just like, why do that and it was just like if I don't do it now then I'm a, I'm gonna be stuck so that was like one of the hard decisions and though being an entrepreneur is very hard the work that you put in is the same amount of work you would probably be putting in for somebody else so why not work that hard for you and make your dream come true versus working hard for somebody else's dream so it's been challenging um, especially balancing, balancing that along with having two other jobs just to support this dream. Like the goal is to maybe one, one day have that food truck or something like a brick and mortar. Like I'm trying to be like slutty vegan, be in, you know, have partnerships with Steve Madden. Like it's a, a household name. Like that's the, the dream. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. And even if I don't make it, at least I know I tried to do it. And it, and I, I, I try to manifest that dream. I still got time to make it happen. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but at least I'm working towards it. And though it's, it's tiring, it's a lot of work. I'm like, I'm working it. So that's, that was the hardest decision, quitting my job to, to do this, but I'm happy about it. If someone were to like, let's just say you had a brick and mortar or a food truck, uh, which you will one day, but if someone was to, to visit one of those places, what, do, what would you want them to leave with? Um, Exactly. Like after after visiting one of your places of business, 
be like, yo, this is this. I, I remember this about this place. What is it that you want them to leave with? I want them to leave with an experience like all the time. Like my my whole thing about cooking, it was it, of course, it's about the food, but it's really about the like the bringing people together part that that I love so much. And usually, you know, in the black community, the time you get together is at a cookout, you know, that like you doing church events and you got the food in the basement type thing. Like all, all of our like greatest moments, like I feel like our, our greatest events and moments and experiences are surrounded by family and friends with food and you just chopping it up and having a good time. So that's kind of the atmosphere I want to bring when I have my own brick and mortar spot, even if it's a, a food truck, like I'm going to find a spot and we're going to have music playing. Like it's going to be a whole vibe. Like I want it to be an experience from start to finish. Like when you're going to be greeted well, I'm going to be like, Hey, how you doing? Like, welcome to soul rights. Like it's going to be a whole thing. And that's what I want. Like, I really just want to bring an experience and uh, create a space where we can celebrate who we are and the food that we love and just be ourselves while other people are just, you know, knocking us down, you could come to a space where, you know, you're going to be loved and appreciated and like can vibe with other people who have the same experiences as you. So that's, that's what I'm looking for. The experience. Yeah. That's, that's why I asked because, you know, if anybody's met Shay, you know what I mean? Super kind person, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I've, I've met Pinky years back when she was playing in parties and just talking to her, you can tell the vision that she had. And then when she dropped, um, slutty vegan, uh, her, her, one of her biggest things is the experience. When you walk in, like she's super big on customer service. Like if mm-hmm. you don't meet her customer service standards, I don't care how well you cook, clean, whatever you out of there. Because when she, when you leave, you, she wants people to remember how they felt when they walked in. Right. Um, so that, that just makes so much sense, you know, because your brand is an extension of you, mm-hmm. you know, you got soul bites and it, it feels like you had a, a family cookout. <laughs> you know, exactly. You that's exactly what I want to be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, what is the? But what is? That's a, that's a big decision that you make. You know, what is that? Um, what are some of the things that go through your mind when making the decision to say, "Yo, you know what? I don't like the way leadership is." You're able to to see, like, they're not. We're not in alignment. So this is not going to work out long term. Let mm-hmm. me take the bandaid off now. You know what I mean? And do what I got to do to make this happen. But what's that, what's that mind frame like um, for not only as an entrepreneur, just as a human being saying, I'm going to leave the the thing that was providing, you know, resources to me right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fight to make sure that I have just as much or more from what I'm doing on the side. Mm-hmm. So one is not like I just woke up and decided, Oh, okay. I'm quitting today. That was number one. I would never do that. It was always a, okay, I want to leave. So what steps are, what steps am I going to take to make sure that I'm solid when I leave? So I was interviewing like with different places, submitting applications, like um, scheduling things in between when I had like quick breaks or whatever in between work. Like if I had to run and like do an interview real quick, like letting my, like my team know, I'm like, yo, I'm like, this is something I want to do. And I might have to step out for a little bit just to do something real quick. They're like, all right, we got you. So like one, setting out a plan for, I I don't want to say escape, but basically setting out a plan to make this happen. Mm -hmm. And then two, making sure you have the support that you need to make it happen as well. Because um, I don't think it would have had worked out as well if I didn't have the support of my team 
and my family and friends just like giving me the confidence like yo if you this is what you want to do we got you like whatever you need we we're going to support it and help you get to where you need to go so that was like the major things like just making sure i had a plan and it's like okay once i leave the job what what are you going to do after it like you're not just going to get a new job and forget about this dream just because you're in a new role like what are you going to do so i made sure i had a, a role that was able to cater around what i wanted to do and they understood that from the jump like in interviews i was even saying that like when they you know ask certain questions like well what are you doing your free time and just letting them know well i cater <laughs> right. and i I've, I've created a business and this is you know something i'm very passionate about and i hope to you know build some skills at this company that will allow me to actually bring that to my business and like letting them know straight up like this is not this is not like yes i want to like possibly grow with you and like keep you here but like i got other things going on that i feel is also as important and yeah. being very upfront about that and i was so grateful and 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 lucky to have found two positions that are in the food industry food tech industry where they respect that and like are even like hoping that one day i'm on their platform right. so it's like having that is like a big thing as well like going into a, a new position or season where you're you know they agree and aren't trying to take away from what you're already establishing because i could have easily went into a role where they could have been like oh that's cute <laughs> but we we expect the xyz from you and we are hoping to see you lead this that the third yeah. instead of you focusing on what you want to do right right so i was very fortunate to find like companies that are really really like supportive of, of what i'm trying to do that's important i think because a lot of people i think a lot of people jump too soon right? yeah they have an epiphany you know there's like god god don't want me here no more i could tell my life is changing and they jump now it may work but it may work a little bit <laughs> in a more difficult way right because uh you, you didn't set a plan a lot of times they have no destination really they just know they don't want to be there anymore mm -hmm. and then they jump and it's like, yo, it's, it's a little easier making decisions when you have a destination. You know right. what I mean? So, I mean, that that's important. And, and, I'm, and I'm happy for you. Listen, man, I know it's going to work out. Thank you. I appreciate you know, that. I mean, when your, your food if your food is good. You know what I mean? Can't nobody say nothing about it. You know, and you're a good person. So now it's about managing the people around, you know, all that, all that great stuff, man. But that, that that's something huge. And people struggle with every day as far as entrepreneurship. As a guy um listened to the other day, his name is Jamal King. And he said he became a millionaire while he was on his nine to five job. Mm -hmm. he's, like, he's like, don't quit your job. He was like, I, but use your job to help you get what you need to go. You know, and he, he was a police officer. And he said that um, he should take like the 3, 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. shift or something like that. So that at nighttime, when everybody, nothing was happening, he was cruising the streets looking for real estate. You know, mm -hmm. the houses he wanted to buy. He was finding out the worst neighborhoods so he could figure out which properties to buy and all this other stuff. You know what I mean? He became a millionaire while he was on the job because he looked up and seen that the police department had your pension and your future lined up for you. They're like, this is how much you're going to make. He was like, nah, I'm not letting nobody tell me what I'm going to make. So he made the decision to be like, mm -mm, I'm good. So I'm going to take the resources y'all have. I'm going to mm -hmm. use them as my resources. And now he's a multimillionaire, just, you know what I mean, black man. Um, showing properties. His, his wife retired at the age of 22. You know what I mean? So, That's awesome. I mean, who you telling? <laughs> I'm a little late. 
But um, I'm gonna get there. You know, I'm gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Yeah, all yeah, of them. We're gonna get there. We're Do gonna you get know there. something, Shay? As you were, as you and Coach were talking, funny thing is, there is a very popular um, Instagram chef. I should call him, and he had like a basically he had like dinner with me. Dinner with insert Instagram chef's name, right? Because I won't be sued by nobody. And he starts <laughs> a whole bunch of money out. His food on Instagram, outstanding. It looks good. Angles, you know, they got the double ring lights. Now we paid, me and my friend paid all this money to go with dinner, go to the dinner with insta- insert name, right? Can you believe <laughs> the food was trash? Now mm. the pictures looked like it looked on, the food looked like it looked on Instagram, you know, the oil glistening, everything. The food was so trash. And I think what a lot of entrepreneurs, especially newer entrepreneurs, it's like a blessing and a curse. I feel like for you, when you know your food is good, a lot of entrepreneurs don't like paying people or hiring a team and stuff like that when you first start off. But I think for what you do, definitely hire like a little social media manager or somebody just to take the quick videos and just consistently post. It's like an investment, but like you have chefs out here that food isn't as good as yours but they have a million followers because they have very good pictures very good angles so yeah that's that's something I really need to focus on because luckily like I went and did one event and I've been getting business from this one event up until this day so I haven't really posted online anything like the people the followers I have are like like those people from the event or friends or family like I haven't you know done the whole social media thing like oh everybody follow me like posting videos constantly and I know that's something that I need to work on but again this is still a work in progress and it's like different things like different areas like you said you got to focus on like the fit the you know the photos the videos cooking the food we'll host an event and I need to have like a team for that and right now it's just me so mm-hmm. so it's just like managing that too so definitely. Um, Lady J, since you're on that, since you're on that subject, how do you um you're in that space? So without giving away too much for free, um, how does someone approach, you know, a social media manager or how do you cut the fluff? Because you have a lot of people who just like the guy you went to have dinner with or whatever the case may be, food was trash. You have a lot of people that social media manage but right. can't really manage social media. Right? So how do you cut through the people who are good versus the people who are bad without breaking your bank? I full-time, I'm not a social media manager, but I have been that full-time for companies before years mm-hmm. ago. But now I would say becoming a social media manager now is very pop culture. Like every time I get on social media, somebody's doing social media management, someone is doing something along online marketing, look at their actual social media page, ask for ROIs. Return on investments are extremely important because there's a lot of people who say they could do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And pro tip for anybody who works in marketing, especially especially digital marketing, digital media, there's not one social media manager or online marketer or anything like that that could guarantee you to have a certain amount of consistent views, a certain amount of followers within a certain timeline. And the reason why I say that, because some people be like, oh, she's lying. The reason I say that the algorithm for social media is wild and it changes so frequently, like from reels to pictures to everything. So if you sit with somebody and they're like, Shay, you know what? You have 150 followers, just, you know, hypothetically speaking. You got 150 followers today. Today is 
insert date XYZ in two months, I see your 150 followers going to 10,000. That's yeah. not somebody you want. Because remember, just like an attorney, just like anybody, they're salespeople. They need clients to make their own money. So everybody's right. a salesman for whatever their product is, right? So everything is essentially prostitution in a way. But that's like a whole nother conversation I had with somebody. Oh, well. but, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so no, you actually have to ask for like the actual products. Like you have to ask for the ROIs. You have to ask for the, their portfolios. Because as we all know, social media is la la land i hate seeing social media managers that have 10k followers and you look at one of their posts their post has what 15 likes so you know the ratio is off so i think you really have to um know what you're looking for and there are targeted dedicated marketers like there are people who do marketing only for people in the food industry and i would say those are people that you should look for whatever industry your business is in if you're in tech look for those specific people and the reason why is because yes marketing is you know you could market anything i feel like i market anything but i feel like if you're just starting out you want to make sure you're working with someone who really caters to your industry and knows your industry someone who's not a foodie and is doesn't like to eat and they're working with you who's a cook and you're serious about your craft they don't know the angles to hit the avocado toast to make it glisten right they don't know the angles to hit so you really need to work with people who are who are focused on your craft so they'll know that they worked with the on blue last week and this is what they did and then they worked with they had a corporate partnership with I don't know the Cheesecake Factory and this is how they did those images so you really need to work with people that know what you're doing and they excel in your craft because I don't think a marketer that's only done nonprofits would be good for to work with an upcoming chef right so it doesn't, it doesn't really balance and I think um another thing that's important to to look into is their cost now in a lot of cases, a lot of people think when people charge more, they get better services, but you really have to make sure the cost meets what your income is and what your business balances if you're looking at like finances and stuff. Because I've heard of many people who pay like 5000 a month to a social media manager. And at the end of the month, I'm like, were you looking for likes or were you actually looking for real customers to work with your business? Right. Sure. So that's important too, because these social media managers, I could, I could recommend you to someone who charges 500 a month. And I could also recommend you to somebody who charges 5,000 a month. It really just depends on what you want and what your expectation is. Really. And I think it's also knowing as a business, what do you like to see? What, what is like thumb stopping for you on social media? When you're scrolling past food pages, are you stopping at every reel? Or do you just like this really nice picture of this breakfast plate? So whatever you want to see, you have to explain your vision. And I think where a lot of new business owners get lost is they know their they know their product, they know their business, but they can't explain their vision of how you want it to be shown. And you leave it all in the hands of somebody who is not the founder of your business. So basically you're leaving your complete branding up to a stranger who's trying to repaint, repaint your brand in their eyes. So I think there's like big confusion when it comes to marketing and that and people who say they specialize in branding and personal branding, their job isn't supposed to recreate your brand. It's supposed to, they're supposed to elevate it, right? So you have to come with what you know, what your business is, the A, B, and C, this is what we stand for. It's like integrity. I'm, I stand for good customer service, good food, healthy spaces, everything like that. So all of that has to be 
said to whoever you're working with and they have to elevate it for you. And I feel like that may be lost because it's rare you find people who are business owners then can also market then do flies and do everything. It's, it's like the, it's rare you find the one trick pony that could do it all, right? And you don't have to as a business owner. And any big business, you're not, Rihanna's not over here mixing, um, lipstick colors as she pushed out her baby like you have to like you know delegate but you have to figure it out and then I'll say the last thing you have to look for when it comes to that make sure when you think about your business you think about longevity because if you don't see your business growing within the next five to ten years into bigger than what it is now I wouldn't spend so much money on the front end right so if this is like if you have a boutique and you were just like oh I just want a boutique now and I don't care what happens five years I don't see it really expanding I don't see it getting bigger you might want to allocate your income differently especially if it's not the long game I mean for you you know you want to cook you know you want a food truck you know you want restaurants right so this is like a stepping stone to get there but if you don't see that don't allocate your money that way yeah. With all of that, money's the biggest part. Make sure you're actually balancing your finances. You know, you have a business bank account, you have all that. Don't spend all the money you make from one event on all these services, and then your business is really not making money. And make sure you're paying yourself. People yes. forget, like, yeah, you, you got to pay yourself. You got to pay yourself. You got to pay yourself. We should do a, a Lady J's business corner. <laughs> <laughs> once, once a month we absolutely um, can you see because it, honestly speaking some people don't know where to start um there's there's different ways to approach it right there's i'm really big on not spending advertising dollars just me personally mm-hmm. you know um there's different ways to do it you have company like god is dope which does millions of dollars worth of shirts a month but they spend about 10 percent on advertising i don't like spending money then you have a gentleman um a name Sia or Cool Kai or sneaker uh, sneaker people, and they create communities and then they just sell to that community, you know, online, which takes a little bit more work, but on the back end, you're not spending all the same advertising dollars. Mm-hmm. So you know, is is there's different ways to approach it, and um, some people think that it takes more than really what it does, um, and it really takes your ability to cook. After that, it's about decision making. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if you can cook good food, Shay, and you're a great person. After that, you know what I mean? That's usually what people are looking for. Now, just a bunch of decisions that you make after that. Uh, but we could probably spend a, a bunch of time on, on the business. Man. Like, yeah. I bought a cookbook from another popular chef on Instagram. You know, when they do, like, the $5 uh, e-cookbooks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me why he had a pound cake recipe in there. So I'm looking through the pound cake recipe. So I'm looking at the pound cake recipe and I'm like, okay, this is interesting. This sounds like my mom's. And then as I'm going through the cookbook, I'm like, I know it's a digital product. Half the words are misspelled. The pound cake recipe didn't say how much eggs to use, all type of stuff. But this particular person, I'll send y'all his page, but I'm not going to say whose page it is. Uh, (laughs) This particular person has, I'm looking at his Instagram right now, 1.2 million followers on Instagram. Mm. 1.2 I just sent y'all his page he has 1.2 million followers on Instagram his visuals are dope but when I actually bought his products I was just like why how how is everything misspelled how are you forgetting items like for some recipes it doesn't matter but I'm like I know you make a pound cake so I know I have to have eggs so how many eggs I'm supposed to get right yeah I I was like (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I know. And, and, and now that you like bring that up, like that was also like a factor too. Like a lot of, like I would go, like I'm a foodie in general. So I like going to these different places and you know, you check out the people in the reviews and the Instagrams and all oh, this, da, 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 right? Even folks on TV, like I'm, I'm traveling to go check them out and I get there and I'm just, my lips are fixed. My lips, I said, oh, this this is going to be fire. Like, all these followers, I don't see these pics, all that. And I get there, that food is not seasoned. It's not cooked right. It's like, I, I feel like I could have made it better. And that frustrated me. That yeah, these people who are making so much money and they're not even putting love in the food. They're just making it and just giving it to you and they're getting all this money. So that was frustrating to me. It was like, if they could do it, I for sure could do it. Cause I know my food is bomb. So it's just like taking that initiative, like to kind of like hype yourself up and believe in yourself. Like, because other people are doing it their ways and have these followers and doing all these big things, but yet the quality of their product is not probably going to be as good as you, you know, their, their brand may be different from your, your brand vision. So it's just like really finding your value and like you were saying before like knowing your brand and like be before I even took the step to like quit my job and all this stuff I had a business plan set out like I had the logo I had I had a vision for what I wanted to do it wasn't just like oh I want to cook so let me just quit my job like that was never the case it was like I already had this idea I had it developing in the works and it was just like let me pull the trigger to actually make it come a lot come alive type thing there was always a plan for which is like let me have my ducks in a row so that when I'm I'm out here, I know why I'm doing it, who am I doing it for, and what my brand is. Because I don't want to be tainted by what I see out there and all that stuff. Like, no, I'm going to do this for me, and I'm going to do it better than everybody else. I'm trying to just be better than myself every single day. I'm not trying to compare myself to other people. So you just got to have that faith in yourself to do it. That's, that's what I got to just put out there. Make sure you just know who you are and stick with that. Yeah, well. One of the biggest decisions to make is making the decision to do it. Yep. You know, and then doing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's not as it's not as difficult as you think, and you won't have a lot a lot of the commentary that we have or the Yelp reviews that we have in our mind are just us. Nobody's mm -hmm. ever seen us. And most of the things that we think are gonna are gonna go left don't happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you, you got to get to the point where you put it out and you let the people decide. Now, if it's bad, yep. they tell you it's bad sometimes. And then you just pivot, you yeah, know, like you not everything, will, like not everything will be perfect. Like my, my manager told me this at work. He was like, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mm, that's deep. Like, I really, like, if you really think about it, like I was real, like, uh, like a lot of my fear was like, oh, I'm not going to be as good as I'm not going to be perfect. as. like, I want it. I don't want to launch this until it's like, like perfect, like literally like, and I would hold myself back from doing things because I had this vision of it being perfect. But sometimes you just have to put yourself out there and try it and then learn from whatever you just tried. And then you will get to the perfect. Sometimes you have, the, the only way you can get to the perfect is you start with the good. So like, that's like my mantra now. Like, that's why I'm not comparing myself to nobody. Like, even if I mess up one event or whatever the case is, I'm, I'm going to learn from that experience and bet your bottom dollar it's not going to happen again. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's where you got to start. You got to really just start from where you're at. Don't, don't put yourself like on this high expectation for yourself. Like literally like start from where you're at and that will be good enough. If people hold you to the standards that you set for yourself, 
Like when I go to some certain Caribbean restaurants, I'm not expecting great customer service. As long as you put the gravy on that rice, we good. Right, you know right. If I go to some restaurants in the, you know, in the, in the Asian community, I'm not expecting great customer. I expect them to yell at me. I expect them to, you know, I just want the, I just want the egg roll. You feel me? Like, it, <laughs> yeah. you gotta go with the, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I don't get it twisted. You know what I mean? If I go to STKs or if I go to a steakhouse like Benjamin's, all right, yeah, I expect you to pull my chair out because I'm here for the service. So when you, when you give me a certain level of customer service or you present something to me as a standard, then I'll hold you to it. But mm-hmm. if you don't, yo, bruh, I, I seen the C on the outside of the, um, on the outside of your restaurant. I walked in there fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like to be clean. You know what I mean? Like this is what it is. What it is. You know. I, I hate that for Caribbean restaurants. It's like the ruder the lady, the better the food. Like why do we have to be like that? <laughs> it's, it's it's really community. It's really community based a lot of times because you go in there once once they hear the accent and they and they figure you from where they're from a lot of time. Boom, they go back and forth. You know what I mean? If you online. Being a normal customer, like, excuse me, hello, how are you? You could forget it. You got to be like, hey, hey. And then you start telling them your order from, like, you the fourth or fifth person. And they love that type of stuff. So you just got to kind of know the community you're in. I'm sitting there standing online, being nice, waiting, letting people go in front of me if, if they was before me. And people just walk up That's to the That's why they ran out of oxtail gravy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you sitting there being nice. And then and then you get up there, no more roachy skin left. you like, oh, word. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it to become a, so now you got to understand, like, even when you're in a bodega, you walk in, yo, ah, let me get that, let me get that special. Uh, got you. You, you waiting online, like, wait, hold on. You were being kind and courteous, but that's not the nature of where you at. So you got to kind of adapt to where you at sometimes. You know what I mean? So when we talk about good marketing, we really have to mention Aki. Like, he blew up, like, bodegas have always been a thing in New York, but he put them on TikTok. He Who made that? him a big deal. Which one was that? Um, his name is Ak. So he goes, uh, he, his hashtag is the Aki way. He makes these wild sandwiches in his book. Yep. You, never, mm-hmm. you never seen it? Right. Everybody I've never, I've never Ak, seen so it. Everybody has Ak, so I, I would have to go look. <laughs> well, that's actually everybody. his name. No, nah, no, nah, yeah, that's real. His government. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, we, we, everybody, we walk in your Ak. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we don't really, but that just goes to show you that you can be doing something that's so normal but when you put it in front of people's eyes it, it seems like something like he make chopped cheese all every day they make sandwiches all the time but now that they open it in front of the camera <laughs> so you can see that they cut it in half it's like oh snap mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it just you can make it you can make a business out of anything i realized years ago i was in the art community and i was the only one who didn't do art i said let me turn into art media so i went to every art show and I made sure I wore a tag of, of my page and everything. And I started talking to the artists. Before you know it, it was, so I just knew the spots to pick because I looked at the voids. You know what I mean? I seen what, who wasn't doing it. Everybody was an artist, so everybody was in competition. I said, well, let me find a spot so that I'm not competition, but I can also talk to everybody. And then I found those spots. So, you know, you, you, you find different ways. Um, but Jelly, let me ask you, because you have some um, decisions pending as well. So what's your, your biggest decision professionally or personally that you've had to make and, and what went to that decision-making process for you? Um, I would say professionally, me leaving everything I knew and moving to New Jersey. Mm. So I started working with a Fortune 
100 company pretty much straight out of college and I had been in Chicago for four years like I had found my network of uh, fellow alumni for FAMU I had found you know other people um, that were just up and coming people in the um, corporate America space I had built my network both outside of my company and within my company. So I felt very comfortable. Like everything that I wanted was in that city. Um, I started a new job, um, but I had a, um, I call him my work dad, honestly. He's um, from Philly. He approached me with an opportunity and he was like, I think you're ready. It was a promotional opportunity. I had only been in my job for like six months. And I'm like, wait, you think I'm ready? He's like, yeah, you're ready. And I'm like, I, I don't think that I'm ready. He's like, it doesn't matter. I know that you're ready. You need to take your shot. And I'm just like, uh, okay. I mean, all, all they could tell me is a yes or a no. I applied, I interviewed, and I got the job. And I'm like, bro, this is crazy. I, 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 what? And the fact that he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself, like really motivated me that, I can't just settle for the things that I'm comfortable with. Like I, I had a plan. I knew which role I was going to take next, how much time it was going to take me to get there, calculating how much money it was going to be, how much more I was going to save, all this other stuff. And all of a sudden here he comes like, oh, you're ready for the next level. The fact that he saw that in me made me totally shift my mind and thinking of, even if I don't believe that I'm ready, I still have to take the shot at the next level because there could be other people out there that see something in me that I don't see in myself. Um, so I basically got promoted within 10 months to a manager level. I was the youngest person at my level um, in the finance department and I grew by leaps and bounds. Like the mentorship that I got, not only from him, but another um African-American senior leader that was there in New Jersey, like she, I call her my big sister because she, she was the person that nurtured me and helped me to understand how to play the game. Like there were so many other people that, yeah, like pass a mentorship or, oh yeah, I'll sponsor you. But she really was the person that taught me how to play the game in terms of corporate America. And the fact that I'm the reason why I'm at the level where I am now, making how much I make now, is because there were so many people that saw potential in me and took a chance on me and then gave me the opportunity to take a chance on myself. I was so out of my comfort zone. Y'all know that I'm from Georgia. I went to school in Florida. I thought Chicago was a big leap. But me going to New Jersey and being completely by myself for two years was bananas. I still can't believe that I did it, but I'm so glad that I did. Um. First of all, flex on flex. Um, that's number right. one. number n- number two. You made you you seem to be a product of a bunch of good decisions that you made. Um, when you first made that decision, and it turned out good, did it affect your decision making the process in the future? As far as like you know, if David kills Goliath, boom, no other giant scares him now because he know he could do it. Did you ever have to go back and say to yourself, yo, if I could do this, I can do anything when something new came about? Or was it just on automatic from you from then on? Like, yo, it's on. Like, no matter what happens, I'm going at everything with a full head of steam. That's a great question. So I think it's human nature to always second guess your choices. Or, well, I mean, 
I don't want to say human except nature because every person is different. Um, exactly, except Kanye. <laughs> like every decision he makes is the yeah. right decision. Yeah. <laughs> there are no regrets. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, but for me, I am like analytics is definitely my role because I I tend to labor over my decisions. Sometimes I'm an overthinker to a fault. So before being pushed into making that leap, I everything had to be calculated. Like, okay, even if I do go to this, at least this is my backup plan and I have three other backup plans. So it's going to be a win-win no matter what my decision is. After making that good decision, I I feel like I started taking more risks. So a perfect example, when the pandemic hit, my company decided to go through this quote-unquote transformation, right? And there were a ton of layoffs across multiple departments. We had to take this uh, assessment to decide whether or not the department was going to keep us wild. I know, like Hunger Games, but just for a test. <laughs> like, bro, what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like all my previous, uh, you know, reviews and merit increases aren't telling you enough that I'm valuable enough for you to Ooh. keep me. You want me to take an assessment? Like, what? What is this? Um, that experience really showed me that in terms of larger corporations my value may be impactful on my level or maybe even three levels above me. But in terms of um, the environment of capitalism that we're in, my value is only as much as the person can see it, as, as much as a person can hear it, as much as a person can feel it. And if that CEO cannot see my value, I am expendable always. So why am I laboring over whether or not I'm showing my value to the right person as opposed to making sure that I can show my value to anyone out there that believes in it? I can take my talents elsewhere and prove to you that I'm just as valuable here as I was over there, if not more. Um, So taking that first leap really helped to change my mindset of even if I jump and I fall, I still have my legs. I can jump again. Instead of waiting for the results of that assessment, I went out and I interviewed and I found another job. I found out the results like maybe three days (laughs) that I was keeping my job after Mm -hmm. I took on the new one. But the fact that I wasn't waiting for someone to make the decision for me, I took the opportunity to make the decision for myself, I think only came because I had that previous experience of someone seeing the value in me before I saw it in myself. I took a leap before and I landed. I took another leap and I landed on an even another, an even higher platform. So now I have two leaps that are proven successful to me. Oh, and by the way, I was right. only in, after I moved to this company, I, I leaped again to another role and I love my job. Like I don't mind waking up in the morning doing the work because I see the impact that I have on the business and my higher ups can see how passionate I am about the work that I do now. Um, I'm getting way more feedback that I w- than I was in the previous role than I was in and I feel way more fulfilled. So keep leaping. Don't be afraid to take that jump. And once you see those good decisions come to fruition, I feel like that should only reaffirm you in the fact that if you jump, there's somewhere you can land. Yeah, yeah. Once you once you see that it works, you should never have a question again about it not working. You know, once you once you serve somebody some food and they say, yo, this food is good. That's it. That's all I had to hear. 
You know what I mean? Because once I have one, once I have that one confirmation, it's game on. Now you may have other people who don't like certain parts about it because they compare it to grandma's pies, or you know, I don't like I don't like the way you make seven up cake because grandma used to make it. That don't mean it ain't good. That just means that's their preference. You know what I mean? And, and you're not waiting on that. You know what I mean? Somebody else to tell you, you know, you're good enough, or you know, hey, let's let's play Hunger Games for your job. You know, we got. 20 people, three positions. Let's see who won. No, 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 no. I'm good. You know what I mean? So that's 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 a powerful decision to make. Uh, Deja, how about you? Personally, professionally, um, one of the biggest decisions you've had to make. Um, I would probably say so far, I guess one of the big, biggest, whoa, biggest decisions I've had to make, I guess teetering too. I guess my first one would be like actually deciding to go to FAMU um, just simply because one, no one in my family not have gone to school because people have gone to school, but never has been far. So like being in Philly, like they've gone to like Drexel, which is in the city or, you know, stuff that's in the city. Um, my immediate, you know, my parents, they, they didn't really finish school. So this was just like a big thing for every one of me, just like jumping to a state that's 17 hours driving away. Um, I would say that's my biggest thing because it's like it was kind of like, OK, thrown to the wolves and like you got to just survive. Like you had to meet completely new people, had to adjust. There was no unlike people that lived in Florida, like there was no like I got homesick. I'm just going to drive to Tampa like you know like I literally had to just like push through until the holidays and some holidays I even sacrificed that because of money so I would say that would be like my biggest thing I learned so much I don't regret it at all um probably one of the best decisions I've ever made to be honest um and I recommend like anyone that is going to school or thinking about transferring schools it would be like literally go somewhere that you don't like, don't go somewhere familiar. Like, I knew nothing about Tallahassee, FAMU in general. Like, but I just knew, like, I wanted to go and I just did it. So I guess that would be, like, one of my biggest things. I met so many people, like, learned so much. Like, if I, if there was, like, a time period, like, if God was, like, you have one time period, you could just keep replaying. It would truly be, like, those days like to be honest so that's probably would be like my biggest thing so far what goes through your mind and decision making when you have to um disconnect from your source or your covering and mm -hmm. go out there and and somewhat fend for yourself like what's the decision making process to even get to that point and then when you're out there actually doing it like uh did i make a mistake like does those to do those type of things play out in your mind yeah, I mean, it definitely was like I had made like pro con lists, you know, like for the different schools that I had gotten into at the time. Uh, FAMU did have some cons at the moment, but I didn't think that they outweighed the pros necessarily. Um, it really to me was like, I just kind of have a mindset like you got to make it happen. So like I knew like when my parents dropped me off, like that was it you got to make this happen. You're not transferring. You're not going back home. 
you know, under normal circumstances, you're not that whole homesick idea. Like, okay, yeah, I had it. And I'm like, all right, I got other, you know, like I got stuff to do. I can't sit in the dorm and ponder about, you know, missing home and missing my people and my friends and stuff. I mean, it was like a lot of sacrifice too. I miss so much family wise, like family members had passed and, you know, I'm, I wasn't able to make those funerals or be there for those like special moments, the five years that I was there. So, I mean, that was probably like the biggest thing for me, but I just knew there was just such a bigger goal out of it. And like my family was so proud of me because like no one has ever done that. So I mean, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of decision making. You're thinking about funding. You're thinking about my biggest thing and like my parents' biggest thing is like, what what's going to happen if something happens to you, you know, or you need a resource and you're not drivable. I mean, yes, drivable, but you get what I'm saying? Like you're not two hour drivable, three hour drivable, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like all of, all of those things. And I mean, I did have family in Jacksonville, so like they were a good resource, you know? So I put all of that into account, like, well, I'll go to Jacksonville. Well, you know, this, well, if something, you know, terrible happens then y'all just got to get on a plane. Like in my head, all of those things didn't outweigh like the risk I was willing to take, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, things like this, I, man, you just you just don't know the decision making process until you actually have to make the decision sometimes Mm -hmm. and in this situation you know you made the decision that yo this go this got to work out Mm -hmm. and I was so young like when did I even turn 18 I turned I turned 18 July and I moved in like the second week of August so we're talking like being completely codependent on parent you know like never (laughs) never living on your own never anything never having to buy soap for the house like legitimately never having to do anything to literally getting dropped off somewhere that you literally had to figure it out like and famu like y'all then went to famu y'all know like famu will make you have to figure it out like stuff did not (laughs) nothing was spoon fed to you at famu so I'm like, I'm looking at the money rolling in terms of like how much they're charging me. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to pack my bags. Like I, I don't have this money. <laughs> like, of course they didn't tell me no financial aid package before, but like, it was so much. And I was like, I'm just going to make this happen. I skipped classes all day, one day. And I literally walked through all of those buildings, Foothill year, which like had like the financials in there. And I knocked on every door, just asking what each room does. Cause I'm like, I need to know these things because something may be a resource fell into the office of um, like student affairs. I think it was and literally um, spoke to the guy and he was like, oh, we have an out of state waiver. I'm like, well, what is that? Oh, well, you fill this out. We'll see if you're eligible due to your grades, you know, your location, where you come from, et cetera. And then what will happen is we'll waive your out of state fees and you'll basically be paying like an in-state student. Mm. What? Like. Just for me knocking on doors, that's what I'm saying. Like there was no big screen saying, if you're an out-of-state person, here's what you do, you know? So it's like all of these things. And then I just love to return the favor. I ended up working in financial aid and like helping those, my favorite people to help was like, 
the first generation college students and like out of state parents because they were just so lost, you know, and I was like, yeah, that was my way of like giving back. So, yeah, I don't regret it at all, to be honest. I, I support it. Go far away. Leave your people, leave your friends. If they're your real friends, y'all be fine when you get back, you know, but yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, what you said was super important. You know, you said you went around and you knocked on every door to find out what they did. Mm-hmm. You know, that, 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 that's an important thing. Like understanding the resources around you. I mean, that's just something, that's something big. That's, that's probably a whole nother, a whole nother pod, a whole nother episode. Man, I, I could talk about this kind of stuff all day, honestly. Um, you know, one of the biggest things for me was probably, uh, I had a lot of big decisions to make, but marriage probably one of the biggest ones because you don't necessarily have the people that are dependent on you now, but you are over your home. So everything you do affects somebody else. Everything right. you make affects other people. When it was just me, I was cool because, you know, I can handle I can handle myself. But when you have somebody else, you know, be dependent on you and you have a wife and the daughter dependent on you, it's way different. So um, let's give them some final thoughts. Lady J, uh, what's one of the things that you took away from today um, after our discussion? One of the major things would, well, hey, Taylor. But <laughs> one of the major things, I think, from what everyone said today is nobody just gonna hand you what you want you literally got to go and get it if you want it you got to get up go get it you got to create the path for yourself and go and get it and if people hand you stuff on the way to your final destination of going to get what you want that's cool too but you literally have to figure out what your vision is and go and get it like what Deja did I never did and I went to fam too. I never knocked on every door. That was powerful. That was powerful, honestly. Yeah, I'm like, for you to do that, that's dedication. I'll just be lost <laughs> I found it when I need yeah, it. Word. <laughs> word. But but no, that's that's facts though. How do you know what's out what's out there for you if you don't actually seek it, right? And yeah. I'm sure there's so many other opportunities that we've all missed and don't even realize we missed because we didn't take the extra step in whatever capacity we were in at the time so yeah my biggest takeaway is whatever you want is there fight for your fairy tale and like just go and get it because clearly it's there if you're looking hard enough i need yeah. to be a t-shirt fight for your fairy tale i like that yeah yeah uh, on shirt merch <laughs> that's it fight for your fairy tale. you know what i mean trademark it quick um yeah, that, that that that's powerful. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, quick a quick starring of Taylor. You know, she she needed to have a moment. And so if y'all heard her, that's who that was in the background yelling. Um, but uh, Jelly Gels, how about you? What's something that you took away from today? Um, the main thing that I'll take away from today is that you know, similar to Lady J, wherever you whatever you decide to take that next step in, just have faith that you will land, whether it's the outcome that you thought it would be or something completely different. Always know that wherever it is that you'll go, you will always land. So don't be afraid to take that next step. 100%, 100%. Chef Shea, how about you? Just as cliche as it sounds, just believe in yourself. Like nobody is going to believe in you more than yourself. Once you have your own doubts, that's what's going to stop you. And that's something like I fight with. Like sometimes I'm like, yo, I could do this. I'm on it. Like nobody could stop me. And the other time I'm doubting myself. 
but just believe in yourself no matter what. Even those days when you you kind of second guessing something, just go for it. Try it out. Like I said, like don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Just try it, do it, do your best. And it's never a fail. It's just a learning opportunity. Not for nothing. When you said believe in yourself, I was like, okay, Jay-Z. Y'all seen how uh, they asked Jay-Z what they should do to become successful. And he looked that man in his face and was like, believe in yourself. That's it. <laughs> real simple, right? We take it for granted. And yeah. like, think it's just cliche, but nah, that's real. That's real. Yeah, Jay- Jay-Z, he'll hit you. No matter who asked him for the last 30 years, you have the utmost confidence in yourself and, you know, believe in what you do. <laughs> You'd be like, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But honestly, that's one of the biggest things, knowing who you are internally and believing in that. Um, is is probably step one usually, but day to day. How about you? I think um, Jelly had said it like land and fall, but realize you still got two feet. I forget exactly how she said it, and like try again. But I was like, oh yes, I like that. Like you literally just have to try. Um, it's like not failure. It's just a lesson, you know. So try again. Try something else pivot like Shay was saying and keep going and that's the thing too like it could be way better than what you're thinking yeah you will never know unless you try it could be so much better yeah yeah it's um for me it was understanding based upon you know Jelly's story and some others that yo sometimes you don't believe in yourself but you got to believe in the belief that other people have of you you know, they believe you can do it. You got a thousand people out there saying, you can do it, you can do it. And you're like, nah, I don't taste that good. No, you're just convincing yourself that this is not either what you want to do or that you're not good enough. But you got enough people to support the fact that, yo, this is something dope, bro. Yo, this is something, I ain't never seen this before. Those are all confirmations and affirmations for you to make the move, you know? And it's time sensitive a lot of times. You, you We get caught out there with, with a lot of expired prophecies and visions because, we didn't move on it when we were supposed to. Yeah, you, you, your apple pie is dope, but if you'd put it out 10, 15 years ago when you were supposed to, you could have a lot more money. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, sometimes you, sometimes you just, you believe in yourself, but there's moments where you have doubt. And in those moments, you got to believe in the belief other people have of you. You know what I mean? To make it happen. Something Jelly said, you know, making the decision for yourself and not waiting on someone else to decide for you, that's huge. You know, because sometimes even at jobs you're complacent or you're waiting for somebody to give you a raise or you're waiting for somebody to be X, Y, and Z. Listen, whether you pay me or somebody else pay me, I'm going to get paid straight up, you know, and you just got to have that type of confidence in yourself that, yo, even if it's not here, it's going to be somewhere. If you don't buy my food, that's cool. Somebody else going to. So you really got to you really got to make some decisions for yourself, man. And one of the big decisions you can make is making the decision to make the decision to do it. You know, um, this is one of those good ones, man. I feel like we need a part two. I feel like we need a um, Lady J's business corner once or twice a month. You know, this is a great one today, man. Listen, I need y'all to follow the Untherapy podcast. It's Untherapy podcast on Instagram. All right. It's your favorite untherapist. We got the beautiful ladies with us. Thank y'all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all. We got Lady J. We got Chef Shay. Deja Dej. Jelly Gels, and yours truly, Coach Ferns, and we out.